know, church, last week we heard from uh, Andrew Stone and uh, preached a message about uh, the frequency uh, of light and the sound of light and our influence to spheres, our influence in our spheres. And uh, he said this, there is a sound of light that silences fear and unleashes the shout of a king. His whole sermon was about the fact that we are called to influence our sphere, that we are to declare the frequency uh, of God that is stronger than any other frequency around us. And this morning, this is essentially like a part two to his sermon. I want to build upon what he started last week, because uh, I don't think that, uh, that God's done with that thought and with that thought bubble. And in fact, uh, it's launching me to start a whole series around this thought, like Jesus. And so this morning, I'm going to preach a message called Shine Like Jesus. Like Jesus, shine like Jesus. Love like Jesus, judge like Jesus, live like Jesus, and lead like Jesus. So today is part one, shine like Jesus. And this is, and this is my uh, subtitle around uh, this whole series, is that I believe we have to really increase our urgency for souls. That there needs to become an urgency in our heart, in our life, that doesn't just uh, come and stay with us, but I believe that as we uh, are stirred with an urgency for souls, that I, I'm believing that even over this series, over the next couple of weeks uh, that I'm preaching, that it's going to cause it to come out of us in ways that is going to start and spark a bit of a revolution, a bit of a revival. And because uh, can I tell you, uh, our generation needs Jesus. Our generation needs to be influenced for Jesus. They've got to know that there is hope. They have to know that there is an answer. They have to know our generation cries out around us. And I believe that the church has been called to stand up and to step out and to shine like Jesus. So let me pray and uh, I'm going to get into it. So Heavenly Father, this morning I pray that you would stir us that we would walk out inspired by your love for humanity. God, that we would feel that love, that compassion just surging through our very body. Lord, through our heartbeat, through our thoughts, Lord, through the very blood of our body, Lord, let it surge, I pray in Jesus' name. And Lord, let us walk out set on fire to do what you've called us to do. In Jesus' name I pray. And everyone said, Amen. Amen. I mean, let me start with Matthew chapter 5. Uh, it's my launching verse for the sermon uh, today. Verses 13 to 16. Jesus said this, You are the salt of the earth. But what good is salt if it has lost its flavor? Can you make it salty again? It will be thrown out and trampled underfoot as worthless. You are the light of the world, like a city on a hilltop that cannot be hidden. No one lights a lamp and then puts it under a basket. Instead, a lamp is placed on a stand where it gives light to everyone in the house. In the same way, let your good deeds shine out for all to see so that everyone will praise your heavenly Father. What do we do with the influence? What do we do with the influence that we are? 
the influence that we can be, the influence that God has enabled us to be. My second question is, well, what do we do with our sphere? First of all, understanding what are our spheres, and we're going to get into that in a moment. But I want to start with the word shine, and I loved this when I, when I, I saw this. Shine, in its original Greek language, is actually Aussie. It's true. I have found a Greek old word that is actually Aussie. It's slang. It is lampo. That's right. So get your lampo. Hey, come on, Jono, Davo, Arvo, Smoko, hey, Shazza. Come on. It's true, isn't it? Lampo. You're never going to forget that now. Shine, in its original language, is actually Aussie slang. Lampo. And this is what it means. Literally, it means this, to beam or to radiate brilliancy. Now, I'm pretty sure that the brilliant light that you and I have of Christ is pretty brilliant. And we've been called to radiate that. We've been called to beam it out. So there you are, not just the beam scooters, hey? Lampo, shine it out brightly. Two questions. Are we influenced or are we influencing? You might have heard of the influencers. Well, there's also the influenced. Is the leaven from us or to us? The Bible talks about the leaven causing the whole lump to be affected by that leaven. So are we the leaven or are we the lump? Being leavened in your life, are you influencing or are you influenced? Maybe it's just an area that you need to think about, something that prompts you today to go, oh, I should probably not be so influenceable in that area of my life. I need to nip that in the bud. I need to rein that in, bring some restriction around my life, some self-discipline, some self-control. Holy Spirit, help me help that fruit grow or whatever it might be. But I'm going to pray this morning that something is going to be prompted to you by the Holy Spirit. But in this couple of verses, Jesus said, in the same way, Let your good deeds shine out, beam out, radiate brilliantly for all the world to see. And there's purpose in that. And it's our purpose. I love the uh, word you used before, uh, Crystal, purpose. You've been asking God for your purpose and you've, you've started to step into the purpose of God on your life. Well, you could say that this whole sermon is about that, is about your purpose and understanding your purpose and the purpose that every single one of us has and it's been given to us by God but in the same way like Jesus you know the uh the old wristbands what would Jesus do WWJD and stuff like that all those things that uh, we used to wear you know back in the day when I was younger and uh all the other stuff and the the cool Christian t-shirts and things like that you know I see some of them still kicking around I'm like let's go keep rocking that on buddy and uh but it is worth being associated with Jesus. It's worth people knowing. Like the, it's worth the people in your world knowing that you're a Christian. Because if you love Christ, then you are a Christian. If you follow Christ, you are a Christian. If you have relationship with Christ, you're a part of 
his nation, his people, his family. It makes you something. It gives you an identity that you are able to wear and you should be wearing it on the outside, brightly beaming it out. You're a Christian. It's like we live in Australia, so we're Australian. Wherever you come from, you're an in of that place. Well, above it all, no matter where you were born, no matter what race or ethnicity you might hold to that is a part of this world, above that, you and I are a part of a kingdom. You and I are a part of something greater that overrules all of what it is on this earth, that there is Christ, the King, the ruler, and we are Christian. So no matter where you were born or what you were born into, or what family name you carry above all of that, you carry the name Christian. And if he is Christ, then we need to be Christian. Like Jesus, live like Jesus, love like Jesus, lead like Jesus, shine like Jesus. You see, the intention, the intention of light is to illuminate. That's what Jesus said. He said, no one lights something and puts it under a basket. It's just useless. Like, you know, it's, it's no good hidden. But the light, the purpose of light is to illuminate. And I love that Jesus said that it cannot be hidden. In 2023, the church is still alive, still growing, still beaming out light to the world around us. And I want our light to only shine all the brighter. You know, those about us, around us, close to us must not only hear our good works, but they must see our good works, that they may be convinced that Jesus is more than a bare name, that it's not something that is just our profession, but it is a conviction. We abide under the power of the name, the mighty name of Jesus Christ. You know, I don't want to sit by with my blessing and not extend it to the generation around me. The generation's crying out in desperation, seeking an answer when I have that answer. That answer is standing right in front of them. And I've got to let it out. Come on, will we be a church that extends beyond these walls? Will we be a church? Will we be known as a group of people? Will Emerge Church more, I feel, be known as a place, as a group of people that is out there doing more for God Monday to Saturday than that we ever will ever be able to achieve here on a Sunday, that Sunday would just be a, a platform into our week, that Sunday would be something that propels us into what God has asked us to do, who he's asked us to be Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday, coming back on Sunday with testimonies and encouragement, and inspiration and thoughts. Hey, I've got, to, I've got to stir my friend up. I've got to encourage them to keep going in their workplace and get back into it. Come on, you can, you can do it. Let's not be the generation that shrinks back, that sits down, that does not achieve what is certainly possible for us to achieve. Come on, Jesus is the answer. Amen? Jesus is the answer. You know, I, I, want, I want you guys to be known as people that pray big prayers. That you pray prayers that you, in the natural, shouldn't pray. That you pray for things that are impossible. 
that in, in a moment of conflict in the workplace, you pause and you pray. And you allow the light to come out. You allow the power of God to come into that situation. Because God can do something that you can't do. He can do more than what you can do. But he wants and he chooses to do it through you and I. Because Jesus said, I am the light of the world. But he extended it to us and said, you are the light of the world. So he wants us to shine it out. You know, this is my, this is my encouragement. This is my, this is my goal today, to inspire you with the endless possibilities of what could take place if you reach out to the humanity around you. When you extend that hand, something can happen. When you open that mouth, something can happen. Come on, raise the dead, heal the sick, cleanse those that are struggling with disease, love the broken, inspire greatness within. Come on, this world needs a Jesus revolution. This world needs to see a revival of the church. This world needs to see love, the love of Jesus. All right, let's get into this. Why, why influence our sphere? Before I even talk about our spheres, why? Why influence? Why take the responsibility of shining out to Jesus? Well, John 3, 16 to 17. Jesus said, this is how God loved the world. He gave his one and only son so that everyone who believes in him will not perish but have eternal life. God sent his son into the world not to judge the world but to save the world through him. Can I encourage you, if you're not a Christian here today, if you are not a believer, this is the foundation of our faith. This, these two verses, this, this confident statement of Jesus Christ reveals to us the reality of God, the, the heart of God, the truth of God, that he wants every single person to have eternal life, that he doesn't want us to perish and he has given us his one and only son to take our place, to make that possible. So that all of the stuff, the yuck, the, the things that we feel guilty about, all the hurt of ourselves and the hurt of others, all the pain, sickness and suffering, all of it taken because he really, really wants us. He didn't just make humanity. He came back for humanity. He loves us. He wants us. He desires us. That is who our God is. But that's the first time Jesus came. What about the second time he's going to come back? Well, there's a lot more craziness going on. It's going to be a massive battle, like huge. And uh, there's going to be a whole lot of weird and wonderful stuff going on in the world. All of the crazy antichrist stuff and the, the oppression and the tribulations and the trials. And it's going to be a massive battle. Jesus is going to win. So we know how the story ends. Uh, by the way, there's also going to be a massive big feast. There's also going to be a thing called Judgment Day. And we are all going to be judged. See, the first time Jesus came, he wasn't sent to judge. But he's now given us away. And he is going to judge us based on what he has asked us to do. First time, he set us up for a win. Second time, are we ready? Are we living ready? Are we being ready? Come on, if Jesus came back tomorrow, would you be confident? Would you be ready for him to stand before you? Come on, be the light, be the salt. Live, give, go, do. This is where our spheres come into it, our mission field. Jesus said this, Matthew chapter 9. 
He traveled through all the towns and villages of that area, teaching in the synagogues and announcing the good news about the kingdom. He healed every kind of disease and illness. When he saw the crowds, he had compassion on them because they were confused and helpless like sheep without a shepherd. He said to his disciples, the harvest is great, but the workers are few. So pray to the Lord who is in charge of the harvest, ask him to send more workers into his harvest. The fields are already ripe for harvest. They've been ripe since Jesus said they were just over 2,000 years ago and they are still ripe today. You and I, we get to go out and we get to pick in the harvest. So our spheres, who's in our spheres? Who's in your spheres? What are spheres? What's this language that Andrew Stone was introducing to us last year? Some of you might have heard spheres. Some of you might have heard circles. Some of you might have heard about clicks. There's a whole lot of ways to to wrap all this up. It might have been your people or your family or your crew. Spheres. So who do we shine? Well, who did Jesus shine to? Everyone. Everyone around him. No judgment. He wasn't a secret agent. He was a public hero. You think about it. Why did crowds flock to Jesus? Because they could see him. They could see the good that he was doing. He wasn't sneaking into towns and sneaking into homes and sneaking into workplaces. Just boldly walking in, confidently walking in, because he knew that what he had, they want. And they didn't just want it, they needed it. What you and I carry, we've not been called to be secret agents. We've been called to be public heroes. We've been called to shine, to beam, to radiate brilliantly. Come on, they don't need the best employees, the greatest students, the most successful business owners. They just need you to be the answer. First of all, sub-thought. Are you living, here's a word I've made up, followable? That's it, Followable. Imitate me as I imitate Christ. Can you tell your kids or your colleagues or your family, friends, your neighbors, can you tell them, copy me as I copy Christ? And if you can't, what's okay? Just stop, change, and get better. It's okay if you're like, oh, actually, I don't know if I'd tell my kids to copy me. I don't know if I'd tell my colleagues to copy me. That's okay. It's just a really good moment to just stop, pause, Pivot, change, reassess, realign. Start doing what you know you should be doing. And then the very next day, copy me as I copy Christ. Come on, don't be be one of those persons to say, oh, you know, uh, do what I say, not what I do. No, that's not Christian. Do what I say and do what I do. Because you can copy me. Because I'm copying Christ. All right, spheres. I was going to bring my blackboard over. But... um, I, I recognise that uh, I didn't want to uh, give the production team a massive uh, headache this morning. And uh, so I drew it virtually. And uh, if we can put the next slide up on the screen. There we are. That's you. Yes, very happy. It's a very big head, full of wisdom and knowledge. I didn't realise it was that big compared to the body, but that's all right. Anyways, these are your spheres. They're all of your spheres. We can wrap it up in three thoughts, I thought. Who you are, what you do, 
and where you live. Your creation, your vocation, and your location. So who you are. Just you as a person, you can encompass a sphere. Who you are. How you were created. Your identity. So your family, your family name, the people in your family. Your age. Now, some of you don't like that part. But you are the same age as someone else in the world around you. So that becomes a sphere. You're able to communicate with people of similar age, maybe, generally speaking, a lot better than you can people of other ages because you've been through the same stuff, the same eras, the same seasons. Your gender. If you're a male, well, your sphere is males. If you're a female, there's another sphere. Your sphere is females. There's stuff that you can relate to, stuff that you can talk about. Like, I'm convinced that Yovana and the other mums talk about stuff I would never talk about. That's a sphere. That's an area of influence that Yovana can influence that I can't. I could try, but I probably shouldn't. I'll leave it up to Yovana. There is things that are in your sphere. There are people, there are souls that are in your sphere simply by your creation, who you are. What you do, your vocation, the people where you work, hobbies, sport, gym, craft, art, all of them have people, that's a sphere. Your dreams, what about not what you are currently doing, what about what you want to do? Because I thought about this, it's not just what you're doing right now that is a sphere that you have the potential to influence, but also what do you want to do? Because that's a whole new sphere that you can step into. And maybe what you need to do to get to there, you need to get some people in that sphere, into your sphere, to help you to get from this sphere to that sphere. Maybe a dream that you've got in your life, I want to do that. Well, stop hanging out with this sphere only and start hanging out in that sphere so that you're able to learn from them, to glean from them, to get the wisdom from them and to get people around you that challenge you. That, that, that you're the dumbest in the circle, so to speak, that you can learn something from those around you because it's going to pull you into more spheres than you currently have access. So what do you do? And lastly, where you live, your location, Australia, your suburb, your street, the homes next to you. You know, it is very, very unusual throughout history what you and I endure how we live right now. Because at the moment, we have our own little kingdoms with fences around them. It's like a fortress, like, oh, the neighbor just came home. (laughs) I hope they didn't see me. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. (laughs) It's crazy. Like, we are designed as relational beings. I'm convinced that it is just another part of the mental health issues that so many people struggle with at the moment because they lock themselves up in their fortresses and they build these massive fences around them and they are not allowing people into them. There is a human being next door and they should know your name and you should take over an apple pie that you have baked for them. Or whatever you want to bake, doesn't have to be an apple pie. I just really like apple pie and uh, apple crumble. Anyways, moving on. Where you live, your location. So where you live, your location, where, where, where you work, 
the hobbies you do, the dreams you have. Oh, I copied the same thing. Oh, let me read my notes because that's very wrong. It's your neighbors. It's where you shop and where you eat. You think about this. If you can add a slight bit of consistency, I should have drawn it. Slight bit of consistency into where you live. Go to the same shop week in, week out. You sit there and have a conversation with someone, encouraging them, inspiring them. Do you think the person who works there is going to start to overhear and start to see and start to listen? And, you know, one week you could say, hey, what, hey, what, what, do you, what, what else do you do? You know, maybe, maybe a part-time employee at a cafe. It's like, hey, hey what, what are you working towards? What are, you, what, are you studying something? Are you doing something else? Oh, no way, that's awesome. Good on you. Next week, hey, how are you going with that study? How are you going with your exams? You know, this must be the end of semester time. You know, oh, I'm just going to, uh, you know, the next week. Hey, hey, I was praying for you this week just so you'd have peace and clarity around your exams and, and maybe God will give you a word of knowledge. Imagine. And you say, hey, this might be really weird to you, but I talk to God and he talks to me and he told me this about you. Can you just imagine what that person would be like? <laughs> How do you know that? Well, again, it's not weird. It might be weird to you. But hey, I believe in a God that loves humanity. And he told me that because he wanted to encourage you to let you know that he sees you. He's got a plan for you. He's with you. And he wants you. Who knows? Maybe you'll see them coming to church with you the very next week. Come on. Where you live. Not work, hobbies and dreams. Your neighbors. Where you shop where you eat. These are your spheres. And I'm pretty sure you eat in different places I eat. You shop in different places I shop. You have different neighbors to me. I'm not out the back. That would be creepy. <laughs> we all have spheres of people around us. Can I tell you, we can wrap it up in one giant sphere. Next slide. They're your people. And you are responsible for your people. See what I did there? It's a Christian fish. <laughs> You're responsible for them. They're your people. They're the ones on judgment day that God's going to go, hey, what'd you do? What'd you do with the talent? What'd you do with the gifts? What'd you do with the ministry gifts I gave you? What, 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 where's my reward? Where's my reward? Couldn't you have even just, you know, put it in the bank instead of not using it? You know, I feel like that is, that's just going to church, adding to the crowd. It's a good thing. Even if that's the base, Jesus said, you could have at least done that. Who's are Jesus' fears? This just got me thinking. Who are, who are Jesus' fears? Well, who is he? Love. What does he do? Love. Where does he live? Love. You got it. Eternal Love. Come on, this is our mission field. It's your mission field. They're the people that you've been called to. And you're in their sphere because God wants you to be. You were born exactly when you were meant to be born. God made sure of it. Out of all the possibilities, it was you. Romans chapter 10, verse 13 to 15. Everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. 
But how can they call on him to save them unless they believe in him? And how can they believe in him if they have never heard about him? And how can they hear about him unless someone tells them? And how will anyone go and tell them without being sent? Well, you're sent. This is why the scriptures say how beautiful are the feet of messengers who bring good news. You know, as I was putting this message together, I really felt that I had to encourage someone in the room today with this next verse off the back of that. Galatians chapter 6 verse 9, let's not get tired of doing what is good. At just the right time, we will reap a harvest of blessing if we don't give up. So don't give up. Come on, that unsafe family member. Come on, that friend that you have been crying over and praying for and believing for, don't stop fighting for them. You might be closer to them giving their life to Jesus than what you think you are. So don't stop believing. Don't stop. Don't give up. Keep fighting for them. Come on, next slide. We take that mission and we place it on the Great Commission. Because this is the foundation of our life. This is the foundation of our purpose. This is the foundation of our calling. Jesus said, Matthew chapter 28, I've been given all authority in heaven and on earth. Therefore, go and make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Teach these new disciples to obey all the commands I have given you. And be sure of this, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. It's the great commission. Come on, it's not the great suggestion. It's the Great Commission. It's our mission statement from, from Christ. You and I have been sent. It's what we stand on, and this is our ministry, and we've been given gifts, and we've told, been told to pray. As you pray for your people, as you serve your people, as you love your people, you're going to see something happen. Jesus said this, John 15, 13, there is no greater love than to lay down one's life for one's friends. To understand your purpose, you have a holy calling. Your life mission, your valued existence, the greatest and highest calling is to choose to place others over oneself, to love, to pray, to serve, to give. You know, the Christian calling is a calling that everyone is called to. All of us to be ministers of reconciliation, to be ambassadors of heaven, to tell the world that, hey, there's another place and God wants you a part of it. It's where we're going and he wants you there. To reconcile in his ministry, to reconcile back, called and sent and accountable. It's not about us, it's about them. As we love one another, as we serve one another, we live a living, sacrificial lifestyle. Romans chapter 12, a couple of chapters over. In His grace, God has given us different gifts for doing certain things well. So if God has given you the ability to prophesy, speak out with as much faith as God has given you. If your gift is serving others, serve them well. If you are a teacher, teach well. If your gift is to encourage others, be encouraging. If it is giving, give generously. If God has given you leadership ability, take the responsibility seriously. And if you have the gift for showing kindness to others, do it gladly. Don't just pretend to love others. Really love them. 
Come on, you have a different gift to the person sitting next to you. Now, they might have some of the same, but can I tell you that you are unique. You commit a crime anywhere in the world, your DNA, your fingerprint will catch you out. So don't. But because you're unique, you're the only you. God has given you a gift for the people around you, the world around you. Not just the people around you here, the people in every sphere that you have. How did Jesus love? How did Jesus love the world? How should we love the world? Can I get the band to come back up, please? 1 John chapter 4, verse 7 to 21. Dear friends, let us continue to love one another, for love comes from God. Anyone who loves is a child of God and knows God. But anyone who does not love does not know God, for God is love. God showed how much he loved us by sending his one and only son into the world so that we might have eternal life through him. This is real love. Not that we love God, but that he loved us and sent his son as a sacrifice to take away our sins. Dear friends, since God loved us that much, we surely ought to love one another. No one has ever seen God, but if we love each other, God lives in us and his love is brought to full expression in us. As we love, we make the invisible God visible. As you and I love the world around us, we shine out Jesus. We take an invisible God and make him visible through our action, through our deed, through our love. And God has given us, verse 13, a spirit. His spirit is proof that we live in him and he in us. Furthermore, we have seen with our own eyes and now testify that the Father sent his Son to be the Savior of the world. All who declare that Jesus is the Son of God have God living in them and they live in God. We know how much God loves us and we have put our trust in him. God is love and all who live in love live in God and God lives in them. And as we live in God, our love grows more perfect. So we will not be afraid on the day of judgment, but we can face him with confidence because we live like Jesus in this world. Such love has no fear because perfect love expels all fear. If we are afraid, it is for fear of punishment. And this shows that we have not fully experienced His perfect love. We love each other because He loved us first. If someone says, I love God, but hates a fellow believer, that person is a liar. For if we don't love people, we can see how can we love God, whom we cannot see. And He has given us this command. Those who love God must love their fellow believers. Come on, we continue in His love. Continue loving. Continue loving the people in your world and live like Jesus. Build your life upon the teaching of Jesus and live like Jesus. Shine like Jesus. Do, speak, be, act 
like Jesus. Because can I tell you, the fact that you love Jesus tells me that what you have seen about God you like, that you love it. So it's a very good thing to shine. It's a very good thing to be. It's a very good thing to do. Because who He is, is who they want. Who He is, is what they need. He's the answer. Come on, would you stand to your feet this morning? I encourage you, don't fear. Reach out. Shine. Jesus said, and I will be with you even to the end of the ages. How? By the Holy Spirit. How is He still here today? When He's seated at the right hand of the throne of the Father, defending us every day, interceding for us, standing in the gap, because He sent the one that is able to be with you, with me, with everyone, with the whole world. It's the Holy Spirit. Acts chapter 1, verse 6 to 8. When the apostles were with Jesus, they kept asking, Lord, has the time come for you to free Israel and restore our kingdom? Lord, is it time for us? Can we start thinking about us now? Can we, can we have full freedom and just live the life? And Jesus says, nope. The Father alone has the authority to set those dates and times and they are not for you to know. We need to be busy doing what He's asked us to do. You will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you and you will be my witnesses, telling people about me everywhere in Jerusalem, throughout Judea, in Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. Come on, the power from on high, the promise of the Father, the baptism of fire, it was given to you and to me to be a witness, to tell the world, to tell everyone everywhere about the good news of Jesus Christ, to tell them about who He is, what He's done, and what their life will be like with Him living in it. That's the purpose of the power of the Holy Spirit that you and I have received. And this morning, we sung a song, Pour It Out. I want us to sing that right now as we come to a close. And I want you to focus on the Holy Spirit, on the power, and ask God as you sing this song to activate you, to stir it up, to set it on fire, the fire of God. There's a prayer I pray quite often for my life. And I'm going to pray it over us this morning that the fire of God will burn what should not be in there and that it would set on fire what should be so that I can do what God has asked me to do. I can be who God has called me to be. I can live in the freedom that He died to give me. It is a gift of eternal life. So this morning, I invite you into that prayer of mine to pray over yourself, to receive it this morning, the fire of God, the power of the Holy Spirit to do what He's called you to do. Come on, let's worship Him. I feel a breakthrough opportunity right now. Not just for a moment, but I really feel that there's a contention over the souls in our world. I said right at the start of my preach that I feel an urgency for souls. Come on, it might be that you have confidence for your tomorrow, but what about a person that you could meet tomorrow 
do they have confidence for their tomorrow? Because not only do we not know what tomorrow might mean for us, but we certainly don't know what tomorrow might mean for them. And so I want you one more time to just shake off the dust, shake off any inhibition right now in this moment. And together as a collective group of people that we could just for a moment as we worship out that God would pour it out, pour out the power, pour out the fire, pour out the presence that we could in this moment have a moment of intercession, which means to stand in the gap for that family member that is not saved, for that friend that is not saved, for that person, that human being that is not walking in relationship with Jesus because the reality of that statement is this, that not only is their life right now living in decay, leading to death, but they're on a trajectory, on a pathway to eternal death. And it's not what God wants. It's not what I want for my people. And I feel the contention in the realm, in the spiritual atmosphere this morning. And I think that you and I can break it open. I think that you and I can declare it and ask for it and fight for it more than what the enemy is fighting right now. Because some of you, there might be some lies right now coming into your head. Saying, oh, no, you can't, you can't shine in the workplace. You'd get fired. Well, can I tell you that Jehovah Jireh, your provider. That it's not your boss that pays your checks. It is Jesus Christ Himself. That you work for a higher boss than the boss that you work for. Whatever it might be, whatever lie might be coming. Oh, but I, I, I've told my child before about Jesus. Can I tell you that you can do it again? Because it's worth fighting for that person now so that they can live in eternal victory with you in eternal life. Because that's what really matters. So I want us to worship again. You guys can just let yourselves loose just for one or two more minutes. Can I encourage you? Whatever it is that's causing you to doubt, push it back in this moment. I want you to lift your voices. I want you to declare it over your family, declare it over your friends, declare it over your workplace. Let's sing this out, pour it out. Come on with a shout of victory this morning. Jesus, we praise you. We exalt you in this place and in our lives in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. God, I speak out right now over every family, over every workplace, over every neighbourhood, over every street, over every sphere that we represent right now. God, in the name of Jesus, we declare salvation in Jesus' name. We speak it out, salvation in Jesus' name. This year, 2023, salvation to our family, salvation to our friends, salvation in our workplace, salvation in our region. In Jesus' name we pray. And everyone said, Amen, 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 Amen. Amen. God bless you.